0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Inside Azamara podcast. My name's Paul.
1: And I'm Dinah.
0: And throughout this series, we're taking a behind-the-scenes look at all things Azamara.
1: If you're here, then you're either a fan of the brand or maybe you're curious and want to learn more. Either way, we're really excited to introduce you to our family, our culture, and maybe even a few sneak peeks at our future.
0: Be sure to like and subscribe and comment below as we take you Inside Azamara. So Dinah, it's so good to be with you on episode one of Inside Azamara. In today's episode, we're talking to President of Azamara, Carol Cabezas. We caught up with Carol during the week and she told us a little bit about herself, also a little bit about what to expect on board our ships for both guests and crew.
1: Absolutely, Paul. It was great getting her take on different aspects of also diversity and how she gives back to the community. And it's just amazing to hear how she has time to do all this and how she gets it done. I really loved hearing about the different nationalities that we have on board ship and what the leadership represents of our company, right? It's a huge diverse group.
0: Absolutely, I'm so excited for people to hear this. So why don't we jump straight into it? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Carol Cabasis. So, Carol, thank you so much for joining us today. This is, as you know, episode one of the Inside Azamara podcast, where we're hoping to get a little bit of behind-the-scenes information and introduce people to some of the the workers, some of the team members all around the Azamara team, both Shoreside and Shipboard. So where better to start than with you, Although many people might be asking a little bit about you and want to know a bit more. So give us your 30 second elevator introduction to Carol.
2: Well, thank you. First of all, I I love that we have this podcast and I'm so happy to be able to share our wonderful team and our wonderful brand with as many people as we can. And this is a fantastic way to do it. And I love kicking it off. To start with, I would say I'm somebody who has been married to the cruise industry for over 20 years. I joke that I've been with the cruise industry longer than my husband, officially. It's definitely a, a very strong, wonderful relationship I've had. I never would have imagined it. I actually started in consulting at PricewaterhouseCoopers many, many years ago, where you jump from company to company every couple of months and learn about all kinds of things. And then I decided I wanted to have something more stable, and uh, and I ran into Royal Caribbean and. It's been a wonderful experience ever since. I never thought I'd be here for more than a couple of years. And a couple of years later, I figured I will never go anywhere else. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. And I feel like a lot of our colleagues feel the same way. What other business has the kind of diversity that we have? We are not only a hotel operation, we are a Marine operation. We are a medical facility, and entertainment a restaurant, everything you can imagine. And so I love what we do and uh, hope that I will continue to be here for
1: a long, long time. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that recently we started with the new mission and vision of Azamara. Would you like to share with our listeners what that is and what it means to you?
2: Yes, absolutely. For Azamara, we've done a lot of soul searching because we feel like you know there are great companies, there are great cruise companies out there, depending on what you're looking to do. And so when we think about what's better, different, and special about us as a brand, it comes down to time, for me at least. It's time in ports, right? How much time we spend at the ports, uh, enabling the guests to get super deeply connected with that destination. And it's during day, during night, And statistically speaking, we're the best at it. The number of overnights, the number of late nights, and the great experience that we're offering people by doing that. It's also time servicing our guests because we are able to take the time and give that higher level of service because we have a better crew to guest ratio. And they take their time and do it in such a wonderfully friendly way. Um, And that's what makes um, the experience on board special. We always say, people, find our brand because of our itineraries, but then they keep coming back because of our wonderful crew and how special they made them feel.
1: Can you talk to us a little bit about the whole launch of the rebranding and positioning and what are kind of some of the key topics that accentuate this?
2: We've always, as a brand, felt that our goal was destination immersion. Um, And that has not changed. That's what this brand is about. But how we bring that forward and how we help people really get the most of that destination immersion is is what we're bringing to light within our new brand positioning. And again, here it's about time and how it allows you to gain new perspective. Change the way you see is all about how our guests can take their time, whether day or night, and experience every destination to its fullest. And so we feel that when you are able to do that, you gain new perspective. You learn a whole lot more about the place that you're visiting, the people that you're meeting, the food that you get to taste, the music, the architecture, everything that makes a culture special and unique. So. Change the Way You See brings all of that together. And we do hope that when people get an experience with Azamara, they do come away with greater perspective, new perspective in their lives, and, and they feel better for it.
0: You brought up the friendliness of the crew. And as you know, a lot of cruise lines talk about their crew being the best. We genuinely do believe that we have the best crew. How do we go about achieving that on board?
2: I believe we have a lot of empowerment. We have a great relationship between our shoreside team and our shipboard team. And I think at any given time, the shipboard team feels highly empowered to do what they feel is right. And so when a team feels confident in in that they're going to be supported in what they decide to do, I think that it. Follows through in everything that they do. With when they engage with each other, when they engage with the guests, they're they're confident, they're comfortable, and you can see that in every interaction. And so it's empowerment. It's it's also a lot of connection. You know, just today I was in the middle of doing some things, and and I see uh, Captain Carl texting me a picture of Onward getting painted, and I, I felt like she's finally gonna have her beautiful blue dress on. And and I responded, and then he, he called me. So, you know, we chatted, and I really enjoy that anybody on board feels that comfortable being able to just reach out and we get a chat. That just adds to, I think, their confidence and comfort in, in doing their jobs and, and being happy about doing their jobs.
0: So much has changed in the last 12 months. We became an independent company, and over more than six months now, we've started to sail after what has been a very challenging period for the cruise industry. What can people expect when they come on board? Let's start with the guests. What would the guests see that is different when they step onto an Azamara ship now?
2: I know that there are a few things that are different, but I'd love to just highlight to some folks that might have been fearful that there would be changes there is a whole lot that has not changed, and that has been intentional because we feel the ASMR experience has been a great one, and there are so many aspects of it that we felt needed to be conserved in exactly the way it was before. But to your point, Paul, yes, there are several things that we did have the time during this pause to think about and make better. One of the, the things that comes to mind, number one, is the muster drill, which any cruiser knows and hates. And, uh, you know, you go out there and you have your, your life jacket on and maybe it's somewhere where it's hot and you're standing there and you you were about to have a great coffee, but you had to put everything down and go and run downstairs. None of that is on our ships now. It's a wonderful experience that starts when you check in and you're escorted up into a venue where you see a, a short video. You get all of the pertinent information and then you're escorted to your stateroom where you can leave your things and you start your cruise. And that's it. No more interruption in the middle of your day. No more closed venues, running up and downstairs, being uncomfortable. All of that is gone. And so I love that out of all of this we've been able to make that a much better experience another thing is that we found that the dining experience up in windows in our former buffet area during dinner is now a la carte we found that it was something that the guests really enjoyed because they could still have uh, a nice variety the the way they typically expected in in their buffet but they get to be seated. It's a very nice, enjoyable experience. They're bringing everything to you and it doesn't have to take a long time. You can make it a quick visit if you you really wanna zip in and zip out to go see a show or do something else. Or you can stay and linger, especially if you're in the in the veranda out back and and you want to hang out there with a cocktail. So you're more than welcome to do that as well. So that's another aspect that has changed. And the other thing I would highlight, even though it's a temporary change, it is different for now, which is the As Amazing Evenings, which have been temporarily converted to a destination celebration. This was one of these differentiating items for our brand. And we thought long and hard. What do we do? Because. Destination immersion cannot be really delivered without some experience like this. And so we created the destination celebration, which will be in place through the end of this European season because the As Amazing Evenings take over 18 months of venue securing and and other planning, which was impossible to do in this kind of environment. But we're really looking forward to bringing them back once we begin our winter season.
0: You've talked about the experience for the guests. I'd be really interested to see what your your take on the crew experience is now. We've had some crew members who have been away for quite some time, and maybe there are other crew members who are genuinely intrigued about the Azamara brand and might be considering joining us. What about the crew experience now that we're coming as an independent company?
2: What I thought what might be a little bit different hasn't been as different from what I've been hearing from the crew. Of course, being an independent company, we now outsource the marine management of our vessels. And so what that means is that we have this company that helps us find wonderful new crew members and for our existing crew members, help move them, you know, between home and the vessels and a lot of that other planning aspect in the marine environment. You know, some folks were a little bit concerned about what that would mean and how that might be different for them. Up to this point, I've been hearing nothing but good things, feeling like, you know, all of the good things that they expected that shouldn't change from their previous experience has not changed. The The other thing, which is fairly recent, we were not able to do shore leave just in an effort to keep everyone as healthy as we possibly can. But at this point, things have been normalized to the point where our crew members can enjoy shore leave which i know was such a thorn in their side because one of the reasons many crew members join us is because they see the world we're not sitting in fort lauderdale doing seven night patterns into east and west caribbean for 365 days a year our ships are always moving and going off in Australia and go through the Far East and then up to Europe and then over to South America and the Caribbean. You're going to be moving around the world throughout the year. And lots of our crew members are really attracted to that. So now that shore leave has been reinstated, they can enjoy the world again. And so I was really excited for them to be able to do that.
1: I wanted to speak with you about a topic that's super important within all companies and especially within HR. And I think it's it's something that we really pride ourselves in, which is the topic of diversity. What does that mean to you and, and how do we kind of set ourselves apart?
2: I love this topic, diversity. I think we do have quite a lot of diversity, not just within our Shoresight team. For anybody who's listening that might not be familiar, Our ships are a veritable UN. Paul, you'd probably keep me honest on this. I think we have over 40 different nationalities on board at any given time. Absolutely,
0: easily over 40.
2: And what's beautiful about it is that everyone works so harmoniously because they're coming to one common place with one common goal of giving this exceptional travel experience to our guests. And they all really love what they're doing. And so... They might be coming from five different continents and it doesn't matter what they look like, how they feel, they're, they're all working together in, in a very collaborative way. And I think we have that shore side as well. Look at our leadership team. We have so many women <laughs> in our leadership team and it's not that I've intentionally only picked women. That is not the case at all. I love feeling like, the best person is fit for the job. I'm not choosing anybody because of what they look like, who they love, or you know where they came from. I think this is very much a meritocracy. I hope everybody feels the same way that we do genuinely enforce a meritocracy system here. And also, I firmly believe that having a very diverse group of people gives you the strongest results. Because if, you, if everybody thought the same way, you would be so blindsided by different things that are, that are going to come our way in a global environment. And so by having so many different perspectives, whatever it might be because of somebody's background or because of their experience in a certain industry or whatever it might be, it makes us stronger and a better business when we have people with different strengths, different points of view, the only thing that everyone must have is respect for each other so that we can work in a very collaborative and harmonious way. So we all respect each other's points of view and can have great discussion and debate. And at the end of the day, we all agree and accept that we're trying to do the best thing for our business. But the only way we can, we can get to those really great results is by having this very diverse team.
1: You're obviously leading in an ever-changing industry, a huge global team. How do you get it all done? You
2: know, that's a funny question because I feel like, you know, I'm not the one doing it. it's the team doing it all the time, right? It's all of you guys making it happen. And I get to just work with everybody trying to fine tune things. That's, that's really how I see my role. We have really great, capable, talented people in charge of their functions. And hopefully they feel highly empowered to do the best job they can. And then I come in to make sure everybody's feeling like they have what they need. They have the support. We adjust course if we need to. And that's how we get it all done. It's not me. It's all of you guys getting it done.
1: I know that you are a huge advocate in giving back to the community. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of that work and why it's important to you?
2: I feel like when you're in a position to be able to give back, it's your responsibility to do so. I've had the privilege to serve on several different great causes over time. I could list so many that were great ones. Right now, I'm focused on an organization that strives to eliminate childhood abuse and neglect. They're called Amigos for Kids, and they're based here in Miami. Who could find fault with helping Any aspect of of childhood development. I love seeing the smiles that they give you. Like even when we do Christmas time events, those kids are so happy and they're so appreciative. They give you back more than what you give them. And quite honestly, I've been the recipient of support in my life through all kinds of scholarships and different kinds of supportive organizations that I'm thankful to be able to get the chance to now help them so i strongly encourage everyone to find something that they're passionate about and just do something maybe it's a beach cleanup or a 5k benefiting the environment whatever it is it helps build momentum and i don't think any form of help is too small right so even if it's one thing and you invite one friend or two friends and they spread the word it gains momentum and so Anything that we can find, I think, whether it's helping the environment, helping kids, homelessness, mentoring, whatever it is, I strongly encourage anybody to find the opportunity. And and it doesn't even have to be monetary. It, it can be your time. So yes. what do we
0: reflect that on the ships, Carol. What do we do to try and encourage that? And what have we seen on the ships that's happened in, in that name?
2: Surprisingly enough, um, a couple of years ago, there was one of our ships who was coming into port to, to start her Caribbean season. And they had been collecting money all year and they selected, they happened to select Amigos for Kids. Nothing to do with me in promoting that particular uh, organization. They selected Amigos and bought a number, I want to say it was maybe 50 bicycles for kids um, to give them for Christmas. And so what I learned is that even on board our ships, the sense of philanthropy is alive and well. And so what they were doing was each chart, each voyage chart that the bridge team would make for each voyage, they would raffle to the guests. And so all of the funds that they collected for that throughout the year, they had put together into this pool of funds for this particular benefit at the end of the year. So I love that our team does something like that. And maybe what we need to do is start a little competition between the four sister ships.
0: I'm sure they will be absolutely up for that competition. So we'll drop a, a link to the Amigos for Kids website in the comments below. I'm going to wrap up a little bit and uh, and throw some fast fire Questions at you. These are finish the sentence questions. So, finish the sentence. In the next 12 months, the brand will?
2: It will be twice as large as it was when I joined.
0: i to, to go back and look through the LinkedIn profile to work out <laughs> when that was. <laughs> okay, the next one is for our shipboard crew that are listening, I would like you to know.
2: I'd love you to know what great fans you have on our Shoreside team just like the loyalty guests who get to know and love you for what you do for them every day.
0: Thank you. And on behalf of the guests, for our loyal guests that are listening, what would you like them to know?
2: I'd love for them to understand that they have been central to everything we've thought about these past two years. Every single question that we run into, the answer is always, well, what would the loyalty guests like? right? What would interest them? How would they respond to this? And our goal has been to come back bigger and better than ever while keeping everything that they love about Asmara. And what I'm super excited about is that in less than three months, we will have a 100% full fleet of four ships up and running, which is a huge kudos to this team that's been working tirelessly to get to this point.
0: Carol, it's been so wonderful to talk with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, We look forward to what's happening in the brand. If there are any questions or anything else, we'll take them in the comments below and we'll pass them on. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you again, Carol. It's been an absolute pleasure today.
2: Thank you, guys.
0: it was so good to talk to Carol about where she has come from through her career and also what guests and crew can expect on board an Azamara ship.
1: Yes, Paul. And I was really excited to hear about how she gives back to the community. And so for more information on Amigos for Kids, you can visit their website, amigosforkids.org and you can learn there about the organization, you can donate or even volunteer.
0: So, Dana, you're really heavily involved in the recruitment of of our staff around Azamara. Where can people go if they're interested in joining the company?
1: Well, they can definitely visit our careers page, which can be found uh, in azamara.com. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, you can visit our careers page and you'll have plenty of opportunities from either ship or shore to apply and join our amazing team.
0: And if you'd like to know more about the change the way you see brand positioning, you can find more information at youtube.com forward slash Azamara cruises. And you can find more about the company itself at linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Azamara. Look out for the next episode, which will be coming next month, where we're taking you on board the fourth and newest ship of the fleet, the Azamara onwards. And we talk to more people as we take you inside Azamara.